Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 56 for the 15th of Shvat in a leap year. And today we're going to be continuing with chapter 21. And before we begin, I want to ask you guys a question. Can you think for a moment about how it is that you think? <laughs> so what do I mean by that? Um, what is the process? What happens when you think? So I remember actually having a discussion with a friend of mine at some point about this, where she said she was talking to her friend, and her friend said that she thinks in sentences. And my friend thought that was really weird because she didn't feel like she really thinks in sentences. She felt that she thinks in more like these abstract pictures, maybe words or whatever. And I, I was able to relate to that a little bit more. But regardless, you know, maybe we all think in slightly different ways. But the way that the Tanya explains our thought is actually both of these things are true. We have our more verbal thought, which is more words and letters and sentences. And then there's this other type of thought, which is, it's hard to even call it thought. It's more like a cognition, like pre-verbal, almost intuition and or consciousness that is beyond words. And it's, it's not manifest in words yet. It's just like this sort of like sense within our intellect. It can also manifest within our feelings in our heart as a sort of desire, like we talked about before. So now when you think about these things, when you think about, you, you know, how you think, or uh, how you, what happens when you desire something. It's kind of, it's really tricky to do this exercise if you haven't noticed it already, if you've been trying to do this, like, hmm, how do I think? I'm not sure how I think. How, what, what's going on? Because you and the think and the thinking are really one and the same. <laughs> so it's like when you start trying to think about how you think, that's already another way to think. So it's really, really, really difficult to separate you from the thing that you're thinking about. And so this this whole like level of thinking, even when we're talking about words and sentences within thought, all the more so when it's like at the pre-verbal le- level, it's really difficult to separate the person from the thinker. Like uh, we are very, very, very much intertwined with our thoughts. On the other hand, if I were to tell you to say a certain word or a certain sentence, then that might be something totally different, right? So, you know, like right now I'm speaking and I'm giving over this podcast and I could be thinking while I'm speaking of different things. It's not, you know, it's not going to be the easiest thing to do to kind of multitask in that way, but we all do it on some level. So when we're speaking, we're not as intimately bound with 
the words that we're speaking. I mean, our words, as we talked about before, are totally 100% dependent upon us, but we are not as dependent upon our speech. So, you know, you could have, like, if you picture an actor in a play who's saying their lines, but the whole time they're thinking about how nervous they are and they're not really present in what they're saying. Or if you memorize a monologue or even if you're talking to a friend, you know, and it's like you may realize that sometimes that you're sort of like talking to your friend and you're really lucid, you're really explaining everything. But at the same time, your mind is kind of moving in a million different directions. So we see that there's a really big difference between how we think and how we speak. And what we're going to learn about today is that this difference does not exist for God. So for God, the way that his thoughts are one with him, just like our thoughts are one with us, his speech is one with him as well. And what the implication of this is, is that when we, going back to how he explains that the entire world is created through God's speech and is totally and utterly dependent upon God's speech, and if we really broke down the really essence of what creation is. It's nothing other than the speech of God. That speech is actually one and the same with God, and it's it cannot be separate from him. So let's get into the text and see how the Altar Rebbe explains it in his words. So the Altar Rebbe says that his speech, meaning God's speech and God's thought, are totally unified with him with utmost unity. Just like with a person, when a person has different uh, speech, the speech of a person or the thought of a person when it's still in their chokhmah, in their wisdom and in their intellect, or in their desire of the heart, before it goes from the heart to the brain to start thinking about it in letters. So if you remember, you know, we've talked about this previously, this idea that there's like a pre-verbal type of thinking and a pre-verbal type of cognition. So it's kind of like even pre-thought. And there's also a pre-verbal desire that we have that it's it's before the desire rises up to thought. It's it's on this more internal kind of intuitive st- state. And it's before letters, before it come, these translate into letters. So at that time, in this pre-verbal state of consciousness or desire within the heart, the letters of thought or speech that come from this desire of the heart are totally unified in an utmost unity in their source, which is the chokhmah and the intellect that is in the, the brain and the desire and the yearning that's in the heart. And this is just like, the Altarba says, how it it works when it comes to God's speech and thought, that they are totally and utterly unified with him even after he speaks them out loud. So that's that's the core difference, is that for us, they're only unified with us before we actually bring them into letters. But for God, even after he actualizes his speech, they are still in this utmost unity with him. So we know again that God created the world through the speech. And even after God created the world, they are still in this utmost unity, just like they were before he created the world. And there's no difference between them at all. So we, remember we talked about this unchanging nature of God. And the only change, the only thing that did change from before creation to after creation is in relation to the perception of creation that, that received this vitality from his speech, in a way of his speech. 
And this is manifest through the creations of the world in which God vests himself to be able to vitalize them through this hishtalshalus, it's called, through this like chain of descent from ila la'elo, so it's from cause and effect. There's like a whole chain reaction in the in the process of creation and it goes down from level to level in many different constrictions. They're called tzumtzumim and all kinds of different constrictions until the creations are able to receive this life force, this vitality and their existence from him so that they will not be total, totally nullified to him entirely. So that's the text. And so just to kind of explain that and recap it. So what we're saying here basically is that with humans, there's a core difference between when we have a thought or a yearning or um, a desire for something before we bring it into our conscious brain and we start thinking about it. And at that time, it's totally unified within us. However, when it comes to God, there is this is not the case. And when it comes to God, even after he expresses himself through his speech, which is how he created the world, this speech is still unified with him in the same way, in the same way that our preverbal speech and thought is totally unified with us. And so as mentioned, for God, what this translates into is that before creation and after creation, he's 100% and totally the same. He's the same unified God before creation and after creation. What what changed? The only thing that changed is as far as our perception is concerned. And the difference is that we perceive things in a different way through this process of creation. And God made it as such. God created this perceptive force that we have to perceive things so that we would not totally be nullified in his existence. So this is a really, really, really tricky concept to understand if we really could understand it at all. It's spoken about a lot in Chassidus and we're going to talk about it more through the Tanya. So if you're having trouble with understanding what that means exactly, it's totally understandable. For now, just see if you can like kind of just meditate upon this idea, even if you don't fully understand it, just to know that that's the case, that these two things, it's kind of a paradoxical thing two things can be true at once one is that there is no actual difference in an objective sense between before creation and after creation when it comes to god however there's something called our perception which god created and when it comes to our perception there is a difference and god did that on purpose so that because if he didn't make our perception be as such that we see a difference before creation and after creation we wouldn't be able to exist and we would just totally be nullified in our source you know so this was uh this was purposeful in the way that god created the world in this way uh and the technical way in which he did this is through these various constrictions and the chain of the seder hishtalshals it's called and all of that many topics which we will get to further in the tanya so uh that's it for today and then tomorrow we're going to be con concluding chapter 21 i'll speak to you then Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast, hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzhak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow. And until then, have a great day.